Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. My name is Grant Vermeer, a member of the Crown Refs community. My first year as a high school official, that's when I found out about the Crown Refs community. Having my military background, I love being a part of teams. I want to be a part of a group that has high standards, that holds each other accountable, but also supports and loves each other, and has a desire for everyone in the group to grow. If you're a young referee or someone who loves refereeing and wants to be a part of a group, this is an amazing community for you. I feel like I've gotten better as an official. I've had a community and friends and support through this process, which can otherwise be a little bit lonely as you're on the road a lot. The culture is amazing in here. Make sure to come check it out. Serve the game. Hey, Crown Refs fam. Happy Saturday. I hope you're doing well. The weather is gorgeous here in New York, 50 plus. No jacket on my way to a game. But I just wanted to reiterate and echo as I start my high school season, you know, the importance of speaking to the captains and coaches before the game. And I know every state is different. Um, so if your state doesn't meet with the coaches, I guess then you wouldn't follow this. But if you're meeting with the coaches in the pregame, you know, I did it last night. And once I was done speaking to the players about sportsmanship and not taunting, just to have the coaches at point blank range and be looking them dead in the eyes and having that first at bat pretty much with the conversation and establishing those communication guidelines. And my word for word was, hey, coaches, we're very approachable if you have a question and we have time to answer it. But besides that, we expect professional and respectful communication. Is that fair? And they answered yes. And then during the game, you know, I spoke to maybe two, co each coach once, and I could just tell that they weren't happy with the handcuff that I put on him, put on them, but they respected it. And they just, with the way they communicated, they were just like, kind of like, yeah, I, I'm not going to say anything unsporting right now you you got me in check so to speak so that's the way i felt um so please use it in the pregame and then if you have to revert to that and during that first encounter let's say they refed three times from the sideline that's a travel you go right up to them at a timeout hey coach we already spoke about this in the pregame about respectful communication and then you rehash that and that gives us leverage and strength so do it and I wish you guys a, a great weekend and an amazing season. Take care. Oh, and just a quick reminder that this is the video and audio thread channel. So no texting, please. If you text, I'm I've, I'm going to want to delete it, but I won't. But I, I'm going to have the urge to want to delete it, but I'm not going to do it. So video and audio. Let's hear it. I've been using uh, that pregame speech that you had uh, sent out. I think it was last year. Now I just got to add in the, is that fair? And then, like you're saying, I think coming back whenever you do have coaches saying things like that to revert back to our pregame. Yeah, it's funny because I used it the other day and both my partners or one of my partners was like, short to the point. No reason for a long pregame. Coaches ain't give a damn about all that. Big, big fan of this pregame speech with the coaches. Um, I've never had any issues with it. I sometimes get a reaction of like, oh, oh, okay. So um, I think it really um, 
sends the message pretty clear that, you know, the expectation is to be professional at all times. Everybody have a great set of games this weekend. Crown refs. Love you, fam. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. The audio experience for basketball officials. Serve the game. discussion with the coaches and then rehash that with your conversations with the coach throughout the game. Make them remember. It's just another tool in our belt. It's another communication advantage that we have. When you see coach gesturing with the hands and the arms, coach, there's no need to demonstrate with your hands. Please use your words. You can talk to me. You know, you're doing all this flailing with the arms. It's a bad look. Just use your words. What do you got? Talk to me. Again, running the game. What you permit, you promote. If you want to permit the coach to, come on, Paul, he's getting hold. One time a coach this year, like, that's a travel. I said, coach, I want to see your signal more chest level and three revolutions. And then I left. And then I left, you know? And again, he was like on some, oh, shit. All right. So that was just a, a moment I felt like sarcasm was appropriate. You know, he's demonstrating a signal right in my personal space. Whoa, 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 coach, I want to see a sharper travel signal. I, I did that once. It felt right at the time. Yeah. It felt right at the time. Um, coach, throwing your arms up in the air when you disagree with the call does not show good sportsmanship. Do you see the respectful way I'm talking to you right now? We need that two-way respect. Can you work with me? Can you work with me? Yeah, Paul, you're right. No, you're right. And I just get heated sometimes. You know, I got this, these guys, they suck. They can't be That's what they say. This episode of the Crown Refs podcast is brought to you by RefereeStore.com. To save 15% on all United Attire products, enter Crown15 at checkout. We hope you enjoy this episode and do us one last favor before you listen. Have a great rest of your day. <clears throat> All right, so that was uh, the presentation. So let's let's do more questions. Like, what have you had this weekend? Have you had any interactions with coaches this weekend? What have you been struggling with? Let's let's continue. Yeah. So I guess if you try to diffuse and say it's that fair, but then if they come back at you like. Well, you'd still mention that, that um, travel, Apple. Um, do you ignore it like the first time and then the, maybe the second time? You, I mean, when do you um, feel like a technical if they respond with, yeah, that's fair? Because they're not always going to say, yeah, you're right, that's yeah, I mean, they're not always going to say that's fair, but um, this, this just comes down to feel for the game, knowledge of the rule book, situational awareness, how the coach has previously been communicating. These are all factors you have to factor into that moment. Being a good communicator is all about contextual communication in that moment based on the people you're speaking with and the environment that you're in. So, 
out for that. Yeah. I had a game yesterday where I, I did make, I made a call, and uh, just three guys, and somebody reached. Well, I went over and reported it, and, you know, 24. Can I stop you right there? Yeah. Reach does not constitute a legal contact. Don't let a coach weaponize that against you. He's reaching in. Coach, reach it, reaching in is just describing the motion of an arm. It doesn't speak about the contact. Right. But then this was, uh, this was a hold. Then. But my point is, is I went to the desk and I reported the wrong, and I knew it. Uh, he's like, 24 wasn't even by there. And I wasn't going to change the story. I kept with, I had 2-4 coach, you know. Mm -hmm. So when you're wrong, you know, I mean, is there anything that like you process or, I mean, I'm not going to back it out now. Yeah, when you're wrong, you have one jail get out of one get out of jail free card per team. Okay. You get one a game. Okay. Hey, coach, you're absolutely right. I, I hated that call too, man. My fault. I uh, I missed that one. You're right. But don't be so quick to give them that get out of jail free card. I don't really I don't really cash mine in that much. But if you feel off, genuinely you missed the call, if I know I got the call wrong, absolutely. Yeah, you're right, coach. I missed that one. You know, if I think there was, I possibly got it wrong, coach, you might be right. You know, from, from your angle, if that's what you saw, then, then maybe I missed that. They, that's their favorite response from us. I, we've, I've pulled coaches, I've seen some data on this. Coaches' number one thing is when, favorite thing that referees do is when they admit their mistakes. They value that over play calling accuracy, which is an issue. That shows the ego and entitlement on their end. They would rather hear the ref say, I screwed up, versus the ref get the call right. Hmm. Will you take that a step further sometimes? I mean, if you're going to go admit to the, to the coach, you know what, I messed that up. Just blew it. You know, we talk a lot of, you know, we're talking to coach or the players a lot of times on the floor. Hey, wash your hands. You know, just trying to educate them. You blow a call, you tell that to the coach. Are you going to go out and talk to that player and say, hey, man, I messed that up. You did everything right. If the player asks me. Yeah, you could. Yeah. I don't ever open up threads if I don't have to. I, that's not true. I obviously play offense, but as far as like explaining my call, I won't open up a thread unless you ask me for an explanation. So, you know, like use that with the coach if you think you got it wrong, but then you don't have to go up to the player and say, hey, I just want to let you know I got that call wrong. You did fine. You know? You're illegal. <laughs> but if they come up and they say, ref, what did I do wrong? I jumped straight up. Hey, you know something? You're absolutely right. I just told your coach I didn't like that call either. That's my fault. You just got to keep playing. We both got to get to the next play. So using the next play terminology is really good for coaches and players too. Like, hey, we both got to get to the next play. You know, basketball is all about the next play, the current play and the next play, and not looking backwards. So, Brian, I like your shirt, Crown College. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost, like, it's almost like crown refs. Yeah, almost. What other questions we have? Let's keep them coming. This is one of the hardest parts of the game. Do you find uh, carryover in successful conversations that you've had with refs into the next game or, or three weeks later you have the same, same coaches and, and, and they know your style, so they say, well, I'm not going to bother with Paul. Yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I don't try to sum it up in my head, like, too much, like, how they're responding to me or all that 
stuff, but I would like to think, you know how we as officials, we look at coaches and some of the hard ones, and we're like, oh, this guy's going to be a pain to me. And we're like, this guy, this guy. I want coaches to do that to me, just in a little bit different of a version. When they see me on the court, like, all right, guys, don't shout, uh, don't yeah. shout at Paul. Like, he's not having that. Like, the bench is quiet, and they focus. Like, I would like to think they kind of know my style there, but I don't know if they do. I don't, I don't ask them. I don't care. Could you go through your pregame with the captains and the coaches again? That was sure. You had so many nuggets in there. And I, I'd like to Can I ask something before you get you get to that? Yes. Yeah. I'm assuming because you're in New York, we don't have the coaches come in with our players. Okay. So I'm guessing in New York, that's a yeah. different yeah. concept. Yeah. Yeah. High school, we do a pregame meeting with the coaches and captains. In college, we just meet with the players. Which um, is what we do here. Yeah. Okay. The so they may not be applicable well, to the states. It'd be great. So. That's why the COVID year was really nice because we didn't really talk to the players as much. We had a free game with coaches at the uh, 12-minute mark. So, and I thought that was much more effective than talking to the players. But you still, on your introduction to the coach, when you go and shake hands, you know, say the exact same thing. You could. I've never, I've never said that to a coach going over to him before the game. Like, hey, if you have a little question, like trying to establish those guidelines, but it could work. Could work. Uh, sure, so let's go. We get the captains in, we get the coaches in. First thing I like to let them know is it's going to be, we'll be real quick because you know their attention span is very limited. Hey, hey guys, we'll, just, we'll keep it short and sweet. Um, sportsmanship is the number one point of emphasis this season, so we're not going to tolerate trash talking, taunting, or baiting of your opponent. White talks to white, blue talks to blue. If we talk to you, we're trying to help you. Besides that, respect each other, respect us, and respect the game. Coaches, we're very approachable if you have a question, but we, we expect professional and respectful communication, and we would hope you would ask your question at the right time. Have a great game and good luck. And then I'm out. Now you'll call 50 bucks. <laughs> Starbucks. Is that flavor coffee? Yes. Many flavors. Coconut, toasted almond, hazelnut. I'm a man of many flavors. <laughs> we are going to send home some spotted cowboy ball, too. There's we're going to stuff it in his, his briefcase. <laughs> Smuggle it on the airplane. What do you got, Brian? Uh, I, I think this stuff should almost be introduced as a collaborative effort with coaches at our state level. The Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association really needs to embrace and own the role of Coaches need to be better communicators with officials, so we can talk about this a lot, but if we don't get it to the level of the coaches, too, I think sometimes that gets dismissed. So there's some grassroots efforts that need to take place with the WBCA, um, and we need to, you know, get a committee together of stakeholders and try to get some kind of session similar to what Paul does, or even bring Paul in. And have these conversations because these are courageous conversations. We don't we don't talk about coaches want what we want. They want to serve the game. Uh, the same reason we officiate because we love being around kids. Uh, but if we let coaches misbehave, then we're just allowing spectators to potentially do the same thing, and 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 even fans. Um, and uh, all of us have to be better. So I think we just need to get this to the state level. I don't know if
anybody else feel that strongly about that? Just what a great session this would be for, for any of open-minded coaches out there. I think walking yeah. away from this session, the coaches would be like, shoot, they're, they're not all jerks, they're not all after us. You know, they're just trying to get better and do well. You know, this is super all oh, You know, I, I was thinking a little bit here, too. I know that not all of us do varsity uh, every single week. You know, a lot of us do JV, uh, and or some JV just to help out. A lot of these things that we're talking about, like that last sentence you were mentioning, I'm thinking, yeah, this would be a really good practice, uh, you know, for me to do on JV coaches, you know, because sometimes they're, you know, getting up and they're getting a little crazy too. Just to, to practice, and, and I know that you, you're open, and I don't know you're open too, is like to comments and to ideas. You know, uh, you know, JV doesn't really come back to bite you as much as a varsity uh, situation might. Um, you know, but that's kind of my thought on that. What are your feelings about that? Uh, use it on any level. Right. But you get new. I mean, new. This is this is brand new. This. I just opened up this present. I'm like, <laughs> I want to play with this right yeah, now. You got to start riding the bike. <laughs> you know. You got to start riding the bike on all the streets. <laughs> Uphill, downhill, side streets, main roads, aka any any game, and do it with all coaches. Any game you work, that's when you start putting these practices in place. Hey Paul, um, we we got a bunch of brisket in there and some snacks, and unless you want that in my truck, and you and I both smell like brisket. Um, <laughs> well, it's better get, than what he smells this morning. So I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> Can we take a little break? That's good. Yeah. Um, but so we were just discussing, and, and it might kind of cross state lines with different stuff too. But so we were just discussing as far as associations and talking to coaches, and um, some of our discussion as far as like the pregame of having them be sportsman like, um, and and you know obviously the ending of the is this fair? Um, but so if we're working on having these coaches get to understand their role and have them the sportsmanship and everything and getting to that level that we desire them to. Is there any way as far as that, say we can change the like opening mission statement of the, um, you know, Marion School and Tiger Inn School and WIA would like to promote sportsmanlike and all that stuff that the announcer said beforehand, maybe into kind of adding and defining some of those roles that that they're able to hear that as well because generally like when you hear that opening statement from it it's more directed towards the the fans and everybody and I think some of that statement is coming direct from the WIA for the coach and everything to be able to hear that as well at that time. Well that message can't just be read as like a compliance thing. Like I have to say this. So I'm saying it, but I'm not saying it at a time where I'm capturing everyone's attention. Oftentimes when I hear that statement being read, no one's really paying attention to it because it's not being done authentically. Uh, yep. It's just being done as an I-dotter, T-crosser type dealio, and that's not going to work. I agree with you. That's a place where we can make traction and get conference commissioners and conference staff to be better. And, you know, at the college level, sometimes players make that announcement. And they'll come out onto the floor and say, I've seen the Northern Sun used to do that. 
people need to hear that, you know, like when, co when, when uh, ADs have their parent meeting, that needs to be your warning. Like, you've now had a meeting about how you need to behave. You, you don't get any more chances. Like, don't misbehave at games, or we're going to make an example of you. Like, that needs to be stressed for Like, if you misbehave, the referee shouldn't have to stop the game to go find game management. And when an athletic, like, if Kevin's not there, his replacement, whoever's working for him that night, can't be playing on their phone, scrolling TikTok, looking at their next video when they're needed to address the student section because they're misbehaving. Like, that's a, those are places where we can infiltrate and have better traction. More grassroots effort. Do you think the timing of it, where like when that announcement happens, like you say, if it was yes. after the after the, the pledge of allegiance or the national anthem, then have like a, an AD get up and like give the sportsman sportsman like behavior talk to the group? Yeah, because everybody's amped up now. Yeah. Right? Like everybody just wants to play the game. It needs to be done like right when things are about to happen. I mean, athletic administration, and the, yes, the WIA does ask that deep breath. It's as close to a requirement as you're going to get that we read that. that in our conference, we actually rebranded that. Back to what we were saying last night, like, I think content, this is an example of more content being pushed through the right channels at the right time. So to add more specifics about the roles would be you know, a great idea. The more participators we have trying to help this situation, the more channels we have, you know, the more output of information, just the better it's going to get. So. You know, when you say output of information, I just think about like the other day I was looking at, I'm a huge fisherman, so I was on St. Croix's website. When I was looking at any new five-foot um, ultralights that they have, and the minute I Google search that, I'm getting blasted with information on social media, uh, all these different outlets about like St. Croix fishing rod, and that's that's exactly what Paul's saying. Like to flip the script, the message needs to be blasted. You know, the, the events that people see coming across their radar screen need to be reflective of what we want as an outcome. And to just do it as a compliance effort is just not cutting the mustard. It's just not. We have to be better. And Google can be in 
good company and blast out like ads to your, I mean, if you talk into your phone and use Siri, you're being heard. something and his phone was hearing it. He was getting all these advertisements pushed out. Like that's the kind of thing I think I relate that to the way we need to be treating like fans and coaches and athletic administration. I, I hear too many referees say, well that's the AD's job. No. No. ADs have hard jobs. All of us have hard jobs. We can't just dismiss things and put it on their plate. And then just say, yep, not our problem anymore. That, that doesn't work either. So, I could easily said, well, Tom doesn't get to see Paul. Oh, well, uh, his game got moved. I can't control his game being moved. Nope, I'm not doing that. I'm going to take an active role in that, and I'm going to make sure that Paul's on his court for half of his game. And that's what he did. And he did it on his own. And it was, Tom noticed it right away. Tom, Tom just left. So, no, I'm bringing it up. Like, that's who the official was that he noticed. My game got moved. Paul won't be over here. I need to take an active role in that and fix that. I'm not going to dismiss that, but that's what people do sometimes. They just dismiss things like, I'll pawn it off on the superintendent. I'll pawn it off on the athletic director. You can't do that. You can't. Kind of along the lines. You said Kevin having a student athlete read it. Um, I don't know about over this way or other parts of the state, but up by us, I know a lot of schools are getting the video boards, you know, uh -huh. fancy ones, and they're doing the video. So maybe the football and whatever events. Do you think it's more effective to have that, whereas you have I don't know, eight, ten, whatever students read it off on the video board, or do you think it might be more effective in the case of what you're doing, where they? fans physically see a student athlete come up, either come to the table or out front, whatever it might be, and actually read it. I, I, I think either one, certainly in, in EPC we don't have a video yeah. board. <laughs> yeah. so, but I, I think either one, I, um, either way you've got the students delivering the address and the students are essentially performing it, and, and that's what everybody in that gym is there for, is for the kids. So if we can have the kids doing it, then I think it's, it's Great. Uh, certainly live, yeah, probably a little bit better. But watching it up on the video board is pretty cool too. Um, also, just like a, a little politics plug, your your taxpayers want to see that, right? All nice, everyone, never, nobody. Um, every, you know, like when coach sees it, all of them get killed all night. What would be the response? Well, we talked about getting killed, but yeah. when they use absolutes, like this is ha every play, every time. Hey, coach, with all due respect, um, it's happening every time. Coach, I don't think you're being very reasonable saying that this is happening every single time. I don't think that's very truthful. You know, just, just, just calling them out on it. Don't let them use absolutes never every time. You could if even go, you could go the, go ahead. Now, if they're overly emotional, though, why even address them at all? Like, if someone's acting really, like, they're really in emotion and they're really, like, I think it's pointless to even really go over to address it um, just because they're they're caught up in whatever they're caught up in. And then, uh, don't you think it would be more proactive to go back afterward, like, after a couple of plays and then address it? I mean, it just depends what we're addressing. It, uh, you said they're emotional. That doesn't give me enough information. 
I need to like know how like, they're communicating. You've been caught like like every like, they're, they're with the absolute. You, you this has been happening all night long and you haven't called it. And it's like I, for me, I would probably just ignore it and then I would come back and address it after like a timeout or something. But do you have time in that moment to address it? I don't know. I probably wouldn't address it at all unless it's like I mean, so it comes to a point where like, well, you have to. Well, let's it. say we're at that point. We're at that point. Right? So, uh, how are you, you going to... You called you call the foul, Jeff. How could you call that all night long? You've been looking at that goal. Now you're going to call it. Stop sign. Warning. I mean, you're at the table. You're, 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 you're talking reporting. to me. That's unsportsmanlike. You got you, warning. And if it continues, then I would, I would probably... At that point, I think you have to. Again, it depends how they say it. it depends on the history of the game, right? Coach, with all due respect, um, I don't think you're being very fair right now with how you're communicating with me, saying we miss plays all night. Do you have a specific question about a play? You can always get to the do you have a specific question about a play. If you guys are ever struggling what to say, just ask them that. Put the ball in their court. Give them a nice little bounce pass. Go ahead, Coach. It's your platform. Tell us. Tell us what you I saw. Think that's the one thing that we we don't do is put it back in the court. You know, you've got a lot of great words there. You got a lot of great opening lines. You know, but the key, I mean, from what I see, is not the opening line. It's the last sentence. It's that question that puts it back on their, on them. Uh, you know, we've just we've not been doing that as as officials. We just just it, it, it should be over. But we put it back on them, and that then takes the pressure off of us, puts it back onto them. We haven't been doing that. I, I, I should say I have not been doing that. So that's the last sentence is really what I've been focusing in on. Now you're gaining the tools to be able to do that. And the more you put in the before the last sentence, the more you kind of build that up, it makes the question even that much more effectable and unguardable, so to speak, mm-hmm. or unrespondable, like they just... They can't match that. Hey, Ref. Oh. Coach, um, I say, Coach, uh, you know, we're six, six, you know, the way I see it, you were six, six weeks into the season, you can't even get your players to run an out-of-bounds play. That's probably not a productive comment by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Or, Coach, I think you ought to worry about breaking the half-court trap and riding my ass. <laughs> Those aren't good. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, that's what you're saying, and I'm agreeing with that. We don't want to provide coaching advice. What you just did was you provided your coaching feedback, what he needs to do better, which sets he needs to do better, which players need to play. That's not our lane. I know it is. I'm being good, but I'm sure we all. But I have it. said that once to somebody. I said you got to worry about breaking the half court trap and riding my ass. <laughs> they don't like it. They right. didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> saying it didn't work well. I enjoyed the comment for that three, three seconds. <laughs> but they didn't like it. Well, you know, they like to jump into your business, and then they want to jump into, you know, as soon as you make a comment about what they do. See, that's why I think the Crown Comedy Channel, we have so many uh, experiments, you know? Yeah. What did we, Mike call it yesterday? Mike? I don't go to McDonald's and teach you how to make French fries. Why are you coming to my job site telling me how to referee? <laughs> so these are all things that we naturally feel, but we don't want to let them I come know. out of the room, right? You want to get to a point where, and this is also about having thick skin and not letting people's words make you go into a defensive state, losing your professionalism, showing your personal face. 
you should do this. You know, you guys need to do this better. So I don't play in that field. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. Serve the game.